Welcome to the New Author Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Evanoff and Lindsay Evanoff. The super siblings will take you through their days as they write, publish, and market their books. They'll talk about their successes, their mistakes, and everything in between. And occasionally, they'll veer off into tangents that will most likely be discussion of which episode of The Office is their favorite. Seriously, they talk about The Office a lot. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be educated and entertained, but mostly entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the New Author Podcast. Today is Sunday, November 6th, 2022. This is episode number 190, and uh, I am one of the hosts, Jerry Evanoff. I think, Rich, I should have had you do the intro. Um, with me, as he is usually, is Rich Casey. Um, by the way, I, I took a look at the local Pizza Hut, and they do have Detroit-style pizza. Oh, wow. Um, and, and after the picture that you sent me earlier of, of your Detroit style pizza, which you're in Detroit, so it makes more sense. I, I probably will be eating that for dinner, although yours is probably going to be a little more authentic than mine will be. Well, I don't know. You know, it's, it's spreading across the nation, so everybody is going to get a chance to enjoy that sauce on top pizza. I like the little pun there with spreading across. I don't know if, yeah, if that's yeah. a very good pun or if you did it on purpose or not, but it just I do like it. It sounds great. So uh, how are you? How, how's your how's your week? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm. As the ancient Chinese curse goes, I'm living <laughs> living in interesting times, but I don't have to worry about living in them too much longer because the Lions beat the Packers today. So obviously Armageddon is right around the corner. So I'm curious, um, for me, if the Browns go one in 15 and that one win is against Pittsburgh, the season is fine. Is that how the Packers are? Are the Lions are with the Packers? Yeah, pretty much with the Lions. It's, it's both the Packers, uh, the Vikings and the Bears. Oh, so it's all of them. Yeah, all, all three oh, of them okay. are arch rivals, yeah. See, I think for, for the Browns fans, it's Browns, it's Steelers, and then to a little bit of a lesser extent, Baltimore. And then I, I don't have any animosity towards Cincinnati, mostly because they've been pretty terrible for the same amount of time as the Browns. So, you know, I was – I think I was telling a buddy of mine a couple weeks ago who's a Bengals fan that throughout the playoffs last year, I was rooting for the Bengals. I was like, go Bengals. I love it. It's an Ohio team. But when the Bengals made it to the Super Bowl, I just couldn't I couldn't do it. And I rooted yeah. for the whoever they were playing. I don't even remember. The Rams, I think. Yeah, they played um, the, uh, yeah, yeah, so. the Rams. Right. They lost to the Rams. Right. All right so favorite quarterback other than Joe Burrows is Matthew Stafford. He finally got it. So you're still a fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay, good. Because I know a lot of people will all of a sudden hate the person when they leave the team. Right. But uh Oh no, I mean he suffered for twelve years in Detroit. Yeah. I mean, you gotta give the guy a break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um, let me get into my stats. Uh, I'll talk about why my voice sounds like it does it a little bit later. Uh in terms of my word count, it's still sitting at not applicable NA zero. Um, because I obviously didn't write, I'm still plotting. Uh, my mailer light is, I'm going to assume, still at 860. I've got nothing to tell me otherwise this week. Last week's goal, goal was to get the new plot put together and send it off to sea. Um, I had uh, four days of vacation where I golfed in the morning and nothing in the evening. And then I had three base days of uh, being home for the most part. So naturally, I failed at it. Um, and I'll get to why in a little while, but you can probably hear it in my voice. Um, so that is, uh, yeah, those are my stats. I think uh, I'm trying. I'm looking back right now. I believe last week I reported I had I was in the second story of the Average Jones uh, series of short stories I was going to do. I think it was at like 3,800 words. I'm now at 5,300 words. So I managed nice. about 1,500 words through the week, which was amazing considering everything <laughs> that was going on this week. 
Uh, and I'll talk about that in my, my weekly review. But I'm pretty happy with, with how this is going. I kind of like the stories I'm, I'm developing. I kind of like this this short story format. I'm, I'm kind of getting into it. And I'll talk a little bit about what I'm thinking now in terms of uh, what I'm going to do with these when we get to the future plans later. So I don't want to spoil anything. You don't have to answer this if you don't want, if you're going to talk about it later. But I listened to the Mark Dawson's podcast uh, from Friday, and it was an interview with a woman who is doing really well with Kindle Vela. Is that, is that something that you might be thinking about? Yeah, exactly. And, and I, oh, I, man, I, I didn't mean to spoil it. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I didn't uh, listen to the podcast, so I, I didn't get anything from there. But a few of the guys that I'm, I'm uh, kind of friendly with on Twitter – uh, have done that. In fact, actually, Stephen Carpenter has done that, has been very successful on uh, Vela with his uh, right Now, of course, he's a pro writer, has been a pro writer for years, and you know, I don't ever expect to get that kind of success there. But I thought I might kind of do a, a two-stage uh, operation here where while I'm creating these stories, I leak them out on Vela as I get things done, try to build a little bit of an audience. Then once the stories are done and they're, they're all completed on Vela, shift them over into maybe Kindle Unlimited as, as box sets or something like that. Yeah, yeah. she she talked exactly about that, so you may want to go back and give that a okay. listen. Yeah, no, it's, it was interesting. Yeah. It's one of those things where I listen to the podcast and think, oh, anytime I listen to a podcast where they're doing something I don't do, I, I just start, oh, maybe I'll do that, and then eventually it goes away, but there's this period of time where I'm going to do it too. So. Yeah, it's a shiny new object syndrome. <laughs> exactly. All right. So let me jump back into my week here. Uh, Sunday morning, I was up at 5.30 a.m. Uh, on my way to driving to Pinehurst, North Carolina. Uh, I left my house. So I was originally going to try to leave. Bef- I was going to get up at 5 and try to leave before 6. And um, I kind of realized that it's not like I'm going to a meeting. I'm not getting to going to an airport. I can just get there when I want to get there. It's no big deal. So I ended up getting up at 5.30 and then I finally left around 6.40 uh, it's a boring drive. It's straight down 77 South mm-hmm. to Mount Airy, North Carolina, which is the uh, in, in, inspiration for Mayberry uh, in the Andy, Andy Griffith show. And you kind of get off 77 and start heading Southeast. Yeah, uh, but I've, the, the I've, wet- driven that, I've driven that so many times, uh, probably hundreds and hundreds of times now uh, that that's the only part that's interesting of that is that stretch in West Virginia where it's uh, curvy. And if you're not, if you don't watch out, you're going to be in a ravine someplace. And you're dodging semis who are speeding up down the hills and slowing down up the hills. And yeah, uh, the only real, I mean, I, I, you know, on the way down there, it wasn't bad. It was fine. I think it was because I was listening to football the entire way. So I watched the red zone channel a lot during the week on, or uh, on Sundays when the football's on, which basically just takes you from play to play to play as teams are getting close to scoring. Well, it turns out Sirius XM's NFL channel does the same thing. So I could listen to basically each game as someone was getting ready to score. So it was, it kept me going and it kept it interesting. Took me like I don't know eight hours and forty five minutes. I think I stopped twice. Um, got there around three thirty. I and I was the first one there. And as it turns out, I wasn't the first one there. It's just the two guys who showed up before me couldn't figure out how to get the key out of the the lockbox. So so then they left. They they got there. They decided to go play at golf at Pinehurst, uh, the little putt putt course they have. So I went. I figured it out pretty quick. It wasn't that hard. I went inside and I got my laptop out and I was checking fantasy football scores. And then I started um, plotting. I started getting into the plotting. Because I wanted to do it each night while I was there. Uh, everybody else showed up a little later, so we all went to dinner. We went over to Pinehurst, which is a fancy, fancy country club type place. So we went into the restaurant. Um, I'm very, very picky when it comes to food. I'm embarrassingly, annoyingly picky. Um, 
we got into the Pinehurst thing and sat. I was wearing my cargo shorts and a Rift Tracks t-shirt. And I think I might've been the only person in that building wearing a t-shirt. Everybody else had collars, um, but I, I didn't care because I was comfortable. And um, I looked down at the menu and it had about 25 things on it. And I looked up at Ken and I said, wow, there's three things on here that I like. Um, <laughs> so I ended up eating a burger, uh, you know, got back to the room, I don't know, eight o'clock or so and uh, continued plotting. And what I... So I think, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I watched a video last week, like Saturday, maybe Friday by that Jane Colmus about clues. And one of the things I'm going to, oh, I have to cough. Hang on a second. Oh, that's annoying. One of the things that she talked about was how she will put together this grid of clues and then things that they show. And the other thing that she does, which I didn't talk about last week, was she writes the final chapter first. And the reason she does that is because it allows her to basically plot out the entire book because she's writing the revelations, when they happened, how she's explaining it. And that's a really good idea. So I'm going to do that. So, uh, again, shiny things. So I started doing that. I started plotting out the final chapter, which is what gave me each plot point, you know, chapter by chapter in the story. So I did that for a while. Um, the next morning we had a 930 tea time at a place called Legacy Links. Really, really nice course, uh, nicer than anything that I've played around here. You know, you pull in the driveway, the parking lot of the golf course, and somebody actually drives out to you and brings you a cart Ooh, and nice. gives oh, that free driving range. Oh, yeah, the driving range is right over there. Go ahead, hit, hit whatever you want. You don't have to pay for anything. It's wonderful. It's just part of the package. Um, we started playing, and I, I, I'm, I'm the worst of the four golfers. Uh, not by far, but by a pretty good margin. They all hit the ball off the tee 50 yards farther than me. I, I don't hit the ball far. I don't know why. I just don't. But uh, in the end of that round, I ended up shooting 90 and beating everyone, which was oh. hilarious. I took all their money, which was fun. I did let everybody for the next 24 hours know around us that I took all their money. It's, <laughs> it's a karma thing there. <clears throat> and um, so then afterwards, we went to we went, we went to lunch. And then we went to that the, the same putt-putt course that they had gone to the previous day, this really weird 18-hole putting green that has hills like you wouldn't believe. If you hit the ball, it's going to roll 90 degrees to the right, and if you miss the hole, it's going to roll 40 feet past the hole down a giant hill. I mean, it was so much fun. We just basically played 36 holes. Everything we did, we did for money. Uh, We did that for money, too. Somebody else won. Uh, Ken, who, yeah, I'm going to name names here. Ken, he's the guy who was my partner in the golf league for a bunch of years. And my partner on Saturdays and Sundays, he showed up with a cold. He was sick. His wife had it first. She gave it to him. Uh, and it was right around this time on Monday that Steve who rode over with Ken started feeling the effects of the cold. Now I was telling myself, you're not going to get sick because you don't get sick. So just don't worry about it. Uh, I rode with Brian the entire time, the fourth, me and him rode together on a cart where Ken and Steve, the, the sick old men rode together. Um, and we are, sure I didn't, we are sure this was just a regular cold, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm not really concerned about the COVID. I, I you know, uh, obviously you can't be 100% sure, but, right. um, you know, I, I didn't really think, I, I didn't really care. I didn't I really worry about if it. They tested themselves or not. I don't know. I know. I know they didn't because it never, I mean, the word COVID never came up the entire oh, week okay. we were there. And I don't know if it's just, we're all denying it, but it never came up once. It wasn't even a thought. Um, so, so uh, me and Brian rode together on Monday and what do we do here? So we went, we went to this gut putting green. Then we went back to the house around seven. We had some pizza delivered. We had about an hour before the Browns game. They played Monday night and I opened my laptop. I sat at the, the kitchen table and I finished the final chapter, the plotting wise of the final chapter. It's about three pages, 
in a Google document because it's just so many things that the my character goes my character yeah my main character goes through as he's telling everybody else who did it why they did it and how they did it then the browns played and they won which was amazing and un uh unexpected i know i got a message from you saying who is this browns team um yeah, but they, for, they look like super bowl contenders they really did that they they is amazing yeah and their defense is terrible um the rest of the year, they really own the Cincinnati Bengals right now, which is strange because the Bengals made the Super Bowl last year, but they've won like six out of the last seven. Joe Burrow's never beaten them. It's just a weird thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so I went to bed very happy. Uh, it turns out overnight, and I did not know this because I slept well. We got, they got like two inches of rain in the Pinehurst area. Mm. So when we got up Tuesday, we went to a course. This is a private country club called Pine Wild. They have two courses the Holly Course and the Magnolia Course. Our plan was to play the Holly course first um, and then check with them after to see if we could play the Magnolia course in the afternoon. So play 36 holes, but it was cart path only. And I don't know if you've ever played cart path only, but this Holly course, this Holly course is my favorite of all the courses we played all week. It was beautiful and it was really nice. It was, it was big, wide. It had water in certain places. It was a great course, but a course like that down there that they take care of, they have big wide fairways and then they have big wide roughs on each side, then the cart path. Mm -hmm. So when you hit your ball into the middle of the fairway, you have to park your cart in the cart path and then walk to your ball. Right. And after a while, you know, I think it was about 14 holes before I really started feeling it. Um, and there's no way any of us could have played 18 holes afterward just because everybody was so tired. We were beat from all I that walking. Think, I think in all, in all the golf games I've played, I think I've only, used a cart like maybe a, a handful of times i'm a, almost always walk the courses yeah i don't walk anymore it's yeah. no i want to enjoy myself yeah <laughs> huffing and puffing up a hill just isn't gonna enjoy myself i don't know if you know this rich maybe you can tell from the camera but i'm not exactly in the best shape of the world <laughs> so yeah um i ended up shooting 96 which I, I mean it was the last couple holes that really hurt me i was on, on pace for another 90 but uh, that's okay i uh, went back to the house around two o'clock and the two sick old men took a nap well i sat in the backyard with my laptop uh it's like 75 degrees out i'm out there in shorts and a t-shirt no shoes just the most comfortable person in the world working on my plot um what did we do we had lunch i don't even i don't even remember what we did i'm sure we went to dinner i do not remember anything about that that tuesday night uh wednesday we were up a little bit earlier this time and we had a uh a tea time at a course called pine needles which is where the women played an LPGA tournament in back in June of this year. Uh, we got there early. Uh, it was still dark when we showed up. Uh, they had a breakfast buffet. Oh, so good. I love a breakfast buffet. Um, and this course was really, really hard. It was uh, so many sand traps. And if it wasn't a sand trap, it's the waste area, which is basically like a brown area where weeds grow that that'll just go up the right side of the fairway or just be out in the middle of the fairways out of nowhere you hit in there you have to hit out it's not that hard that both of those courses when we played tuesday and wednesday really all four of them if you can hit the ball straight every time they're not that hard problem is, is if you make any kind of mistake you pay for it right um and i'm not a very good golfer so i paid for a lot of mistakes i shot 101 um i mean there were some shots i'd love to have back obviously but who cares it was a 101 it was such an amazing course. Well, you know, um, on, on a pro level course, a hundred is not that bad of a score. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, we went to dinner afterward and I think 
Boy, I don't remember that evening. I know every evening though I worked on my plot. So I know I worked on my plot that evening. I just don't remember exactly when or where. Uh, it was about that time that my writing partner, Brian, st- t- told me that his throat was feeling kind of itchy. And I was like, oh no, um, this was Wednesday. Thursday, up early to, uh, yeah, you guessed it, golf again. Um, we had a tea time at a place called Highland. Beautiful course. Uh, it was the worst of the four. But when I say worst, I mean like the least best. It was so nice. It was better than anything I've ever played up here. Really, I started off going par, par, like really had a good start. Um, and uh, it was about that time that I realized my throat was kind of sore. Uh, I was denying it. Like I was denying to myself that I was getting sick, thinking that if I deny it, my body will just accept that denial and not get sick because uh, I don't get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that sitting here sick. Um, I, I Around the eighth hole, I kind of started to fall apart. And I finished with, I think, a 95. Uh, And then I immediately left from the course. I think it was about 1230. I left from the course and drove home. And I'll tell you, that drive home was so boring. I I was just, I just wanted it to be over. I downloaded from, uh, there's a podcast I listen to called Case File. It's been going for about five years now. I actually found them just as they began. It's a true crime podcast. A uh, guy in Australia is the one who um, is the host, but you don't know his name. He never says his name. He's just the host. Mm-hmm. And he's got the most amazing accent in the world. And they have the best music in the world for true crime podcasts. Well, he did a three-part one a couple years ago on the uh, Silk Road. And, um, oh, I don't remember his name now. The, the guy that got arrested for being the leader of the Silk Road. Do you know anything about that? Uh, they, yeah, I know what you're talking about in terms of the, uh, yeah, selling uh, illegal drugs over the internet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's an amazing case to listen to. Uh, I love how they figured out who did it, how they caught him, what they had to go through to catch him. Uh, I would I would suggest go to Case File Podcast and, and go back. It's right around episode 75, I think. Uh, it's a three-parter. It's about an, Each one is about an hour and 10 minutes or so, and it's really, really good. And I listen to it partly because I really enjoy it, but also because I'm using something from it in my story. I'm kind of changing it a hair, but I'm using something from it in my story. And I just want to listen to it again and hear how they did it. Uh, got home around 8.45 and I'll tell you, I was wearing shorts and t-shirt when I got home. It was cold here in Ohio at, you know, 8.45 at night. It was dark. I got out of my car shivering, thinking it was because it was cold. Got inside my house, you know, my thermostat was set way down because I turned it way down when I left. So I turned that up and I got on the couch and got a blanket and just sat there shivering. Um, and then finally I warmed up, felt fine. Went to bed about an hour later and I'll tell you, walking up my stairs and to my bedroom, I have never shivered like that in my life. It was, I was so, I didn't feel cold, but holy cow, did I have the shivers. We're talking COVID. That's one of the symptoms. Yeah, but it's also the symptoms of cold. So we'll just go with that. Really? Um, <laughs> let's see. So I was off Friday. It was I was so happy to get home Thursday night. I was off Friday and the plan was to go to the grocery store, pick up my dog and then work really hard the rest of the day to get my plot finished. Um, But it really didn't go that well. Uh, I did go get groceries and I did go get my dog. Uh, But when I got home, I just wanted to just sit around and do nothing. I had no appetite. Um, Even though I wasn't hungry and I wasn't in any pain, I just didn't feel like eating anything. So I bought chocolate cream sticks from the grocery store. I ate part of one of those and was like, yeah, I can't eat that. I'm, I'm good. Uh, around five o'clock, I thought, well, I really should eat something, even though I'm not hungry. So I made some egg noodles with some chicken mm-hmm. and some Parmesan cheese and some butter and ate about half of that and thought, well, I'm good. Put it away. Um, I did watch some really interesting videos on YouTube on writing. There's a couple of channels that I really like. One of them is called Studio Binder. 
and the other one is called just right and these are done more from um uh the, a screenplay writer not necessarily a fiction writer writing a book but they're really interesting to listen to a lot you know there's different topics in there i, I watched one on uh foreshadowing and one on um irony and one on uh, i can't remember the third one now um yeah i don't remember the third one i watched a just right one on why the guy who does it hates the movie i robot which i thought was really funny mm-hmm. um but there were a whole bunch of videos i watched and, and a lot of them were writing related including it. so I'll, I'll link to them in the show notes but check out those uh channels if you're looking for some writing writing stuff so i did nothing literally did nothing uh and the whole time i'm sitting there friday thinking well i'll just do it tomorrow i mean i have the next two days off so i can just do it tomorrow no big deal so i wake up saturday and the plan was to get up early to golf which i did because obviously nothing stops me from golfing uh then come back get something to eat and then work hard on getting my plot finished and that part didn't happen um i got back and i ate uh, an arby's chicken sandwich and some of their fries and uh sat down on the couch and didn't get up probably for about eight hours um <laughs> I did watch the second episode of Only Murders in the Building, though. Something confused me about that very early on. I was going to text Lindsay or message you, but I didn't um, because I was puzzled. It turns and I, a spoiler alert. Uh, maybe re, maybe fast forward like 60 seconds if you haven't watched it and you're planning on watch it. But it, it, it turns out that the Selena Gomez character knows the guy who died. Yes. OK, I didn't know. I watched that like where they showed her confront him for the first time. And I thought, wait. Is that the guy who does she know him? And then by the end, I understood it. But that really took me by surprise. I don't know if they showed that in, in episode one or not. Uh, but if they did, I missed it. Did you watch all the way through on episode one or no? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I yeah. can't remember where they dropped that. But yeah, they they dropped it at some point where she and the guy were like childhood friends, and it kind of grow up grew up in during the summers. So the- they talk about that in episode two. Okay. But if, the, if they dropped anything in episode one, I totally missed it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure they did. Okay. All right, good. That means maybe I didn't miss something. That's good. All right. Um, and then today, the plan was to then um, work on my plot. And uh, I did, actually. I felt – I woke up – so I, I went to bed last night. I forced myself to stay up till 11 because I knew we were turning the clocks back. Um, I took some Tylenol PM and fell asleep and I didn't wake up until about 6.45, which is eight hours and 45 minutes, not seven hours and 45 minutes because we turned the clocks back. Felt great. I still have a scratchy voice. Um, my head still is a little bit stuffy, but I don't have that horrific like muscle tiredness fatigue mm-hmm. that I've had in the last couple of days. Like I was up and walking around. I was doing stuff. Um, I ended up meeting um, friend of the podcast and, and friend of the me, uh, Brian, uh, for, for lunch at the hot dog shop. Uh, but before that, so from like 9 a.m. to 12, I basically just worked on my plot the entire way. And I got it just about finished. I need to send it to see. Uh, I went and met him for lunch and we hung out for a little while. And then I came back and continued just kind of reading it as I watched football. I'm down to just having, um, I don't know, three or four things highlighted that I need to go in and either fi- expand on or or describe better. And I'm not even sure how much I have to do that before I send it to see. I think if I just put it in there, here's what I'm going to do, then she'll understand what I'm going to do. And, uh, and, and she'll just, you know, go past her, tell me if it's a bad idea. So, right. Right. Um, so that's where I am right now. My hope is by the end of today, which I don't think it's going to happen, but maybe by the end of today, I can get it sent off to her, uh, because I really want to start writing. I've kind of realized that the first three or four chapters are going to stay the same, regardless of what she says, because, 
she's not criticizing those, critiquing those. She's critiquing more about like the final clue at the end of how my my um, character gets caught, the gotcha moment. Um, and that stuff doesn't really – I might sprinkle something in early that has to do with that. But if I sprinkle in, that's no problem. So this week, I may go ahead and um, start writing those first four chapters. Right, right. Good. Yeah. I mean, so that was my week. Yeah, it's progress, you know. Yeah, any little progress, by little, but we're getting there. Yeah, especially when you're sick. Any progress at all makes, you know. When you're sick or when you're just being swamped like I am. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it really sucks when life gets in the way of all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, really. You know? I, and it really shows you how, you know, writers tend to be, I don't know, they're not lazy, but they tend to be easily sidetracked anyways. So when life goes sideways, everybody else's life around you goes sideways, you kind of get sucked into the vortex. As we were talking a little bit before uh, we went on air here, uh, about three and a half weeks ago or so, I got the call that... Uh, uh, my younger brother was having an issue uh, with alcohol and I needed to come up and, you know, try to help rectify it a little bit. Um, and at the same time, my mother calls and said, oh, guess what? I bought a condo. I'm going to need some <laughs> help getting into the condo. So, okay, so I got to go up. So we go up, I come up here, I get my brother into, or I help with my sister, get my brother into the hospital. I spend a lot of time sitting with him in the hospital as he's going through detox and stuff telling me all these amazing stories that none of which are true. So I jotting them down, you know, for future. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, and I think we know what, uh, I think we know what, um, Oh no, I forgot the name of your character. What's the name of your character? Uh, Average, um, Jones. Average Jones. I think we know what Average Jones is going to be up to over the next few short stories. That's right. And, uh, and in the meantime, I'm, I'm in my brother's house, which I've hadn't, haven't been in in years and realized, you know, he doesn't have any working drains and not really any working water in this house. And wow. so I have to go and replumb his whole house almost for him in order to get things up and working, uh, including the bathroom and the kitchen and everything. Uh, yeah. He just had slid a lot further than what I had thought because, you know, I, I've talked to him on the phone and he always sounds, always sounded normal. Like he, he was getting along fine. And it turns out people can hide a lot when they want to. Um, so anyways, we, we get him in the hospital. He's in there for 10 days. He finally comes out. Me and him are working on the house. My mother closes on the condo. Great. We're going to move her in over a period of time. Uh, five days after she closes on the condo, we're in the condo. And the reason why she's moving to the condo is because she's currently or was currently living in a three-story house where there's lots of stairs and she's 91 years old. My sister is petrified about her falling and hurting herself, breaking a hip or something. Well, in a condo, in which there is only one step, she manages to fall off that step and fracture oh. her tibia <laughs> in her lower no. leg, where right where she has had a knee replacement, uh, which is probably maybe, maybe what saved her from having a more serious injury because she basically hit that step. She wasn't paying attention, didn't know the step was even there. Kind of hit it half-footed, slid off, and jammed her foot on the you know on the next step down or the next oh. level down, uh, fractured it, and uh, yeah, she ended up in the hospital. Um, this was this past Tuesday, I believe. So it's it's like, oh man, you know, when it rains, it pours. Uh, and all this time, I'm trying to write on these on these short stories, just grabbing little bits of time here and there, writing a hundred words, two hundred words. But then suddenly, after she's been in the hospital for two days, my sister and I, who are going to have to move her out of this place where she's lived for thirty some years, try to go through all her stuff with her, have her make decisions about what she wants to take and what she doesn't want to take suddenly realize 
you know, the bad news here is my, our mother broke her leg. The good news is that she broke her leg and she won't be here to go through any of this stuff. We can do it all ourselves <laughs> and we can do it fast. And what might have taken two, three weeks or even more to help her work through what she wants to take, and what she doesn't want to take is now going to take a week and we're just going to do it all. In fact, we've, we did a whole bunch today. Tuesday morning, the movers are coming. They're going to clear out all the furniture. We're going to go through a little bit of what's left in the closets and stuff. We'll have her in that condo completely uh, in the next three or four days. And hopefully things will slow down. In fact, it'll slow down for me a little bit because my wife finally said, you know, you've been there long enough. You have to come home. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on a flight out of here on, on Friday in order to get home for a few weeks anyways, at least as long as my mother's in rehab trying to mend. Um, uh, she's got probably three or four weeks in the, in the rehab facility, which is really, really nice. We went, I went and visited her. She went, moved there yesterday. I went and visited her today there. And me and my brother were there and we were walking out of the place and go, man, this place is kind of nice. My brother says, yeah, I'm ready to move in right now. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice private nice. room. So anyways, the, the upshot of the whole thing is that I have been carving out small amounts of time here and there to do a little bit of writing. I should get that second story done this week. And I've already got a, a, a plot outline for the third story. And what I think I'm going to do, um, well, actually, I'll hold that for future plans uh, with these stories. But anyways, yeah, right. my, my last few weeks, and uh, hopefully this, this next week is going to be a little more calm. I know the next few days I have a, some work to do at the condo. I'm going to replace a couple toilets there to get, get her the high toilets and put in some grab bars and stuff. But that shouldn't be too bad. I should have some free time. Yeah. All right, good. Do you know how many? Well, okay, you save it for future plans. Okay. Um, so in terms of my news, I really don't have any. Uh, I'm just in the middle of plotting. Nothing huge has come my way in terms of writing that would be considered news. So yeah, I don't really have anything. Well, I guess in terms of news, then I'll just roll into what I was thinking about doing with these short stories. Uh, I've I've gone back and forth about what, you know whether I just hold on to them till I can compile them into like an omnibus or an anthology. I'm not sure what they would call it when you do it yourself. It's probably an omnibus. Um, or if I should maybe try to drip them out somehow. I think I've kind of settled on I'm going to try to drip them out on Vela. Because I'm going to drip them out by by scene. These short stories are going to be about seven or 8,000 uh, words each. Each scene is running about anywhere from 1,200 to about 2,200 words, which is a good amount to, to leak out at a time on uh, a reader subscription reader service like Vela. And I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drip these out on Vela. And then when I get them all out there, as I mentioned last week, I'm going to try thinking about this in terms of seasons. And each one of the short stories is going to be an episode, seven or eight episodes per season. Once I get an entire season completed, then I'll box it up, move it out of Vela, and probably put it on KU or something like that. Uh, I don't think I will go wide with it at first. I'm not sure there's that much of a market wide for short stories. Uh, I know that Amazon does push short stories sometimes to people. So I may try and see what Amazon can do for these. And that, that's, that's, so that's kind of my news in terms of what, what I think I'm going to be doing with these stories. So a couple things based on what you said, and again, please go listen to the Mark Dawson episode from this past Friday. Uh, it's with someone named Chrissy Dallas, who I believe actually resides in Dallas, Texas, which was kind of funny. Yeah, um, a couple things she said was 
the the uh twenty five hundred is a good word count for Vela each each one. Um, she did say that you. I think she said you have to wait thirty days from when the last episode is released before you can put it into Ku. Right. And the other thing that she said was, um, there was something else, and but it wasn't. It was more funny than oh, okay. a point, and I don't remember off the top of my head now what it was. I remembered it as you said it, and I've forgotten it already. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so listen to that episode. Uh, it, it's it's it'll probably uh, give you some more information about how Vela's used. Uh, oh, oh, I know what it was. You, you had said just now. You had said episodes and um, episodes and seasons, and she had made a joke how she was using episodes and seasons for her books, and then she turned on Disney Plus and she noticed they were calling all the TV shows chapters. It's like everything's kind of re- reversed itself now, which was a, a pretty funny. funny joke. So, yeah, so go check it. Out. I'll put a, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but go check it out. It's, it's I also good. noticed, and I, I don't know if anybody, if if you are a subscriber to the Sterling and Stone guys. And they're, uh, you know, they, they very rarely come out with anything anymore because they're just, you know, too tied up in, in doing their own thing in their story studio. And for some reason, I can't sign into my email at the moment. But uh, there's a new service, and I want to say it's called Yonder, Y-O-N-D-E-R, uh, which is yes. kind, of, kind of like a Vela thing. And they are going to be, they are repackaging a lot of their old episodic stories that they did way back like 10 years ago like yeah yesterday's gone and a couple of other uh post-apocalyptic apocalyptic stories and i think one of their detective uh uh series that they did and they're going to repackage that and drip it out on yonder as well as in an episode episodic format so i thought i might check out yonder and see what what's going on over there yeah, I did get those emails also last week from them. Okay. They actually are the first podcast I started listening to back in 2016 yeah. when I decided I wanted to write. Was I don't, I don't know what it was called, self publishing something at the time um, with Sean, Johnny, and Dave. Those are the, the that's I started listening to that first. Um, in other podcast news, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter today, but our friend Paul Teague is going to release an episode. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, oh, that's uh, he said, and I I don't know if I can find his tweet through all of my fantasy football podcasts any other day but Sunday and it would have been easy to find. Uh, but he said that uh, he had to set aside, he has, he has a lot of updates. He's got to set us, here it is, uh, podcast subscriber alert. I've decided to drop an update episode as I have plenty of writing stuff to chat about. I'm not sure when yet, but watch your feeds. I need to find the recording and editing time as it will be a long one. So I'm oh, very good. excited about that. Sure. Yeah, it will be cool. Will yeah, be. so. Yeah, um, Tony, Sean, and Dave, I, I, I don't know how I got clued into them. But I picked them up on the uh, like when they had only dropped like two or three episodes. It's right when they first started. Oh wow! And they were still fumbling around trying to figure out what they were doing. And yeah, it was a lot of fun back then. It was a lot of fun. And then they got serious, and it wasn't quite as much fun. But exactly, yeah. Um, Johnny, I think, is originally from Cleveland. So when I first found them, that probably intrigued me to keep listening to them as I, I was looking to start writing anyway. So that that probably uh, brought me in. Yeah, I, what really kept what really intrigued me, like one of those initial episodes, was the title of his very first book that he wrote, "The Alley Pimps." I always loved that title. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, in terms of my running list of future things to do, nothing's changed; it's all the same. But I will mention one thing on here: finish my twenty book schedule. I have to do that because the twenty book show is uh, about ten days away, nine days away. Oh nine days away. So I need to finish that. I'm about halfway through the second day of three days. So I'm about halfway through it. Just put together my schedule of what things I want to go to and um, 
uh, when I want to take breaks, if there's nothing for me at that time to take, I'm going to want to write also during that time. So uh, I remember last year, you know, Lindsay and I went and we had a show or something to go to every night after, mm-hmm. um, after the conference was over. And this year I probably won't be doing any of that. So I need to look at the, the groups that they're, that are forming and see if there's anything I want to go to there. Just find something to do basically. And it's Vegas. There's always something to do. So. Oh yeah. Uh, in terms of my addicted to, I mean, the obvious answer is golf. I've golfed uh, 18 times five. What is that? 36, 72, 90 holes in the last uh, seven, six days, basically. Um, and it got progressively worse as I went along. So maybe a, uh, I did not golf today. I actually said no to golfing today. Um, not because I was sick. I would have golfed anyway. Um, I was say, to be fair to yourself, as the week went on, you were probably getting sick every day, just a little bit. So. You're yeah, good. and I could tell yesterday in my drives off the tee, I would hit the, I would come through, hit the ball square, and the ball would go 140 yards. I'd be like, I hit the ball like 60 yards farther than that. Where, where's my strength? Right. And it never occurred to me. Oh yeah, it's because you're sick. Until I was done right. afterwards. So uh, it'll probably be Perot though again this week with the addicted too, because I'll, I'll get back into watching some Perot. I'm, I'm in season seven now as I do the rewatch of all the TV shows. Right. Well, I'm still heavy into the uh, Starbucks Mango Dragon Fruit Refreshers. Uh, because I'm trying to stay away from coffee as much as I can. Uh, but I'll, I'm adding to that the Detroit-style pizza, because I've been really loading up the last couple of days. Oh, on trying. So to, jealous. Yeah. Uh, the waitress today, she was kind of side-eyed me, because I, I got the Meat Deluxe pizza, which she she heartily approved of, but then I put anchovies on it, and she wasn't she wasn't too keen about that. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have approved of that either. <laughs> Oof. I mean, it was funny when... I told you I'm very, very picky. When we were down there on that Monday, uh, Tuesday night, I think it was Tuesday, we got the pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, they were trying to disagree. You know, it took about 20 minutes because Ken just kept asking everybody, "What, what kind do you want? What do you get on it? What, what, what if we get this?" And finally, I said, "Ken, I'm looking at the menu. Give me a pepperoni personal pan pizza with extra pepperoni. You three figure it out." Right. right. And it made it a lot easier. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. As opposed to me, who I would just say, "Okay, let's get four or five of them, and we'll have leftovers." nice we should have it was good pizza um that we had so yeah and i i really do think i you know it's 5 45 and it's already dark i don't like that but um i think i'm gonna get pizza and go pick it up after we're done here so yeah i'm not a fan of the sun going down at like 5 30 that's not i you say that but i was very very happy this today when i woke up at 6 45 and the sun was up like i'd rather it came up in the morning than it uh earlier than yeah i'm a morning person so i like getting up like when i have to drive to work on Thursday, if I go, um, I'm going to appreciate the sun, me not walking, you know, two and a half blocks from the parking lot to my office in the dark. I'm well, going to be happy that it's, it's light out. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, all right. This coming week for me, um, back to normal, kind of. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I work from home. I will be plotting during that time. The goal is to get it finished tonight, though, afterward and get it sent off. I don't think it's going to happen. But if I don't, then I'm going to plot. And the minute I get done plotting, I'm going to go ahead and start working on chapter one. I'm going to get my living writers set up and go ahead and start working on chapter one and and uh, maybe the first couple chapters as I go. Thursday, I'm supposed to work out of the office. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to or not. If I feel still feel a little bit sick, I probably won't. I also have my writer's club in the evening. I have nothing to read. Um, and I've been trying to work from home the Thursdays. I have my writer's club so I don't have to rush home, mm-hmm. eat, get the dog, and then have like 20 minutes to do all that before I have to walk across the street to the writer's club. So I may work from home on Thursday. I may not. I don't know yet. If I'm sick, I'm definitely not going to go to writer's club. Um, I don't want to infect them. So right. uh, so I just don't know what Thursday is going to be yet. Um, if I do work in the office, I'll definitely do some stuff on Thursday to write. Uh, we'll see. Friday, back from home. Um 
I'll probably continue to either plot or or do the writing. I was thinking that if you're free, you said you were flying on Friday, right? Are you? What time are you home? I don't really know. Uh, I was thinking that we could do the podcast on this day since I'm flying the next day. But if you're not home, we may not be able to. Yeah, yeah. I'll get back with you on that one because I haven't actually made a flight yet, uh, a flight reservation. So I'm not exactly sure when I'm going to get back. Okay, I can also take my. take my recording stuff with me and maybe we do Sunday night um, around this time. Yeah, that'd be okay too. Yeah. So we'll have to talk about that uh, as the week goes on. Uh, Saturday, um, I am, my flight is at 1 PM Eastern. I decided to do something a little different, which is fly in the middle of the day to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I have a decent little layover, I think in Houston. And then I get into Vegas at 615 uh, Pacific time. So again, it's 615 in the evening. It's not too late and I'm not leaving too early. Um, and then sat- Sunday, uh, since it's the Pacific time. Okay, so the first game, football game. The reason I'm going on Saturday is because I want to sit in the sports book on Sunday and watch football day and bet on games. <clears throat> the first game, it's a London game. It's 9.15 Eastern. That's 6.15 Pacific. I'm probably not going to care too much about that game. I'm not, I may wake up that early, but I'm not going to rush to get to the sports book uh, that early. Um, the, the games start at 10 Pacific, so I'm going to probably get some breakfast, put some bets together, and then go to the sports book. Uh, spending a lot of time there. I don't really want to gamble any other ways. I don't want to go play slot machines or anything like that. I'll probably just sit and watch football all day. Kind of like I do when I'm at home, right. except I'll have a couple of betting slips in front of me, which is nice. Well, just and think, then, like I said, think how weird it is for people who grew up on the East coast, suddenly be transported yes. to California and, and have to watch football in the mornings. It's just weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird. But you know, I've talked to people who live on the West coast about this before. And they always say the same thing to me. They say, you know, the eight o'clock game is over at eight o'clock out there. Cause well, it starts at five out right. there. It's so perfect. they're like, Oh, we have our whole night free now. And it's like, well, it's a Sunday night. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, so, you, can actually, you know, you can actually get to bed at a reasonable hour. Yeah. 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 Cause there's nothing worse than staying up for that Jacksonville, Arizona game because you have fantasy players in it right. and it's 1115 when I go to bed. So yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, so that's my Sunday. My goal this week is to, I'll, I'll give you two goals. Number one is to go ahead and send the plot. See, and I'm not going to wait for her to respond, although she responds really fast to me. I'm not going to wait for her to respond. I'm going to go ahead and start getting chapter one together. And and the, so my goal is to send the plot off and to start writing. I'm not going to give you a number of chapters because I just don't know how long anything's going to take. Mm-hmm. But um, it'd be nice if by Thursday Writers Club, if I'm healthy, I actually have something to read, which would be chapter one. Yeah. Um, I think, you know what? I'm going to make that my goal, in fact, okay. is to have chapter one done by Thursday. That seems pretty doable. Yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, tomorrow I'm going to be working at the the condo, trying to update it a little bit, uh, bring in some more handicap accessible items in terms of toilets and grab bars and things like that, try to get some of that put in. That, that might leak over Tuesday, although Tuesday morning, first thing, 8, 8 a.m., the uh, furniture movers will be showing up at, at my mother's house, and we're going to cart all the furniture over, at which point I'll, I'll relocate from the house to the condo, and I'll start living in the condo before my mother does. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I'm not going to actually point out to her because you might get mad about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tuesday or Wednesday and Thursday, uh, trying to finish up shifting stuff from the house over to the condo, at least as much as I can. The, the biggest problem is that uh, with my brother kind of being weak, still, he's still trying to get his strength back. And my sister having blown out her shoulder at work and looking at a, a shoulder replacement, neither of them can really do any heavy lifting. So I'm the only one left in the family who can do heavy lifting. Well, I, I think they may have planned it that way. I'm just oh, yeah, saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that may be. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
but I'll try to do that uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Friday, I'm going to try to get out of here sometime around noon or so, try to get home at a reasonable hour, six o'clock or, or something like that. And then look forward to spending about two weeks working like a maniac around my house, trying to get it ready for my son and daughter-in-law when they come at Christmas. <laughs> so, before I have to actually come back here and maybe finish up on some, some things here. I'll tell you, doing short stories with what you got going on is probably, I mean, it's good because you actually can finish something quickly and feel like, you, you know, kind of a sense of accomplishment. Right. And it's like I said last week, you know, it's, it's easier to keep a short story in your head, even if you go up for a string of two, three days, and you really can't write much. You, you, you can always see where the end of the story is, no matter where you're at in the story. And that's, that's kind of, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I don't, uh, so it looks like neither of us have the best thing we wrote. No, I have nothing to. Okay. Yeah. And I've written nothing. So uh, I guess that's the end of the podcast. It's a short one this week. Do you have anything else? No, I'm, I'm finished. All right. Well, if you want to reach me, uh, you can reach me by emailing me, Jerry at Jerry Uh You can check the website, Jerry for any updates or changes. I'm on Twitter, Jerry E25. I'm on Facebook, Jerry Evanoff author. We are on Patreon. Um, I, I checked uh, the, the YouTube video today and it's getting some views. Not a lot, but it's getting there. It was actually recommended to my my author account oh, really? for the first time as a recommendation, which was pretty cool. Um, so go out there and check it out. As soon as Rich gets through all of the, the fun he's been having the last couple of weeks and gets back home, we will look at doing episode two. Um, but, uh, there's a link to it in the, in the show notes. You can go to patreon.com slash new author podcast. Also, um, you can also go check out the living writer, uh, by, uh, going through a link in our show notes that, uh, sign us up kind of, if you click the link and you like it, they'll kick back a little bit to us if you, if you sign up and it won't cost you anymore. I'm also on Snapchat. You can find me there. Um, the, the link is again in the show notes. Okay. If you're interested in talking to me, uh, my email is rich at richkc.com. That's Casey with a K A C Y. Or you can find me on Facebook at rich Casey author, or just look in any of the, uh, wide, uh, wide for the win or even 20 books every now and then. And you'll see me popping up there in conversations. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, uh, at the moment. I can't even tell you what my Twitter handle is. I think it might just be rich Casey. Um, but yeah, you can find me there. I, I pop in and out of the, uh, the writing community groups for, for the most part. All right, everyone. Um, that is the podcast for this week. Thanks for listening and, and, uh, pay attention. Um, basically we are a, the way that I want to describe it is we are a, we are a a weekend podcast. So we might show up on Saturday. We might show up on Sunday. The the way to really just do it is if you, if you check it on Monday, we should be there. So I don't know when we're going to podcast this, this coming week, but we'll figure something out and get it out there. Um, yeah. And and until then, you know, take care everybody. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the new author podcast. Check back next week for another episode. And for more information, find Jerry at www.jerryevanoff.com and Lindsay at www.lindsayevanoff.com. 